Are you a mother, father or you are involved in caring for children? If yes, then listen to Ask the Pediatricians every Thursday by 10 a.m. for insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatricians Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Bimu because it's informative, educative and interactive. Ask the Pediatricians Hour. The program for caring parents. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a fresh episode of Ask the Pediatrician Hour. I am Bimi Salaboide. I'm a pediatrician. I'm the CEO of Ask the Pediatrician's Foundation. Uh, Ask the Pediatrician Hour is a program where we get to discuss important topics that has to do with the health of our children. And on Ask the Pediatricians Foundation, our mission is to ensure that no child dies from preventable causes of death. And thank you so much. We've been getting lovely feedback. Uh, this week, a parent reached out to me based on the last week topic. We had of meningitis. Her child had meningitis and she found that episode very helpful. And, um, and I think she has learned a lot and she reached out to me. Uh, so thank you so much. We appreciate such feedback uh, to know that some of the things we discussed here, you are finding them very, very useful. So I really want to thank you for joining today's broadcast on whichever platform you are listening or watching me on. Uh, thank you to those who are joining us on Fresh West Radio. Uh, on uh, you're listening to me right now or you're watching on the Fresh Waves Radio Facebook page. Thank you for joining us. And for those who are watching on Ask the Pediatrician Facebook page, Facebook group, YouTube channel, and those who are also listening on our um, Ask Dr. Bemi ATP podcast platform. Thank you so much for joining us today. Remember that if you want to listen to any of the past topics, uh, you can always go either to the podcast on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. Uh, all those videos, all those broadcasts will always be there. And you can also read also on our website at www.askthepediatricians.com. And if you have any questions on any topic or that we have discussed uh, or that we're going to discuss today as well, feel free to head over to our Facebook group and you can post your questions there from Mondays to Saturdays and myself and my colleagues and our moderators will be there to do justice to those questions. You can be sure that any answer you get from our Facebook group is the uh, evidence-based answer from a pediatrician's perspective and I really want to appreciate those of you who often tag us whenever you see uh, people asking questions on social media I see all your tag on Instagram on Facebook you always want to ask the pediatricians and some of you are always recommending for such parents to go ask those questions on ask the pediatrician thank you so much we really we really appreciate you for the promotion of our platform and thank you for joining us in that journey in our mission to ensure that no child uh, dies from anything that is completely uh, preventable. So thank you so much and welcome to this new episode of Ask the Pediatrician Hour. And as you can see, for those of you who are watching, uh, for those of you who have seen the flyer, today we're talking about fall injuries, okay? I was just thinking, what am I going to talk about this week? And then I was answering questions on our Facebook group, as I usually do after my 
usual work days. And within a space of an hour, I have answered three questions about children falling. And what really, I mean, children falling is not the issue here because, I mean, we are, we know that children tend to fall a lot. That's not the issue. But what really worries me uh, was the age of these children that were falling in, on our Facebook group. So we have one of a seven-week-old child who fell from the mother's hand. And I have another two six-month-old children who also fell. One actually suffered a dislocation of the elbow or something. And, and I was very, very worried because these are age group of children that should not be falling at all. These are children that we call not yet mobile. These children are not yet crawling. They're not yet walking. So uh, the, the chances of falling should be almost zero. So when we see falls in that age group, it tends to worry us a lot. And uh, at times, I also see a lot of parents in my course of answering questions on our group, talking about my children fell, it's falling several times, eating his head on the floor. And parents just say it flippantly that as if it's, there's no big deal there or the child has fallen and the child is falling several times. And it is kind of struck me that many parents sometimes we don't realize how uh, important fall can be, how important and how devastating a fall injury can be to children for several reasons. And so I decided that, okay, I really need to address this topic. Uh, we definitely need to address it because uh, a fall can make a difference in the life of a child. You know, we're talking about significant difference in the life of a child. I've seen children who are perfectly, perfectly healthy, normal, developing well, sustained a fall injury and suffered severe brain injury. And as a result, they developed lifelong disability. And this can be quite uh, heartbreaking you know, for parents, all the, you know, so falls and it's not as trivial as we make it out to be. So it is something important and it's something we as parents must know and more than anything else, you have to make deliberate efforts to prevent uh, falls in our children. And so I'm going to be talking about falls in children. As usual, I always like to give you an outline of what I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about what is fall. I want to define it, even though most of us already know what it is. I want to talk about the magnitude of the problem. And then I also want to talk about why is it so important for us to talk about uh, falls in children, you know, because... Um, uh, why is this something that is bothering a pediatrician? Why do I need to do a whole one-hour discussion about forcing children? I'm going to talk about why it is so important. And of course, we'll talk about what's the causes of fall, how it happens. But more importantly, I think my focus today is how can we prevent this falls? Our children should not be falling, okay? And no more the reason we do our best. And sometimes parents feel so bad. So actually for the for the seven-week-old baby, or like any baby falls, at that age, for us as pediatricians, we class it as negligence on the part of the parents. And I know you don't, I mean, most of us love our children and we want to give them our best. I mean, and we try our best. So it, it's sometimes painful when people say we're negligent. But if a child who is not supposed to fall is having a fall, that's what we're going to class it as. So we really need to talk about how we can prevent it. I know sometimes, you know, we, we things can happen not deliberately, you know, sometimes since children are abused deliberately, but sometimes children can suffer some injuries out of our omission of doing the right things. And that is still class as abuse as well. And that is where negligence comes in. And so please, I want us as parents to please listen. I'm going to focus my emphasis today on how we can prevent these falls. I don't want to be hearing or reading of six weeks, seven, two months old, five months old falling. I We shouldn't be having that conversation at all. So please, I want you to lend me your ears so that we can talk about how we can prevent it, how we can make sure it does not happen at all. So thank you so much. So let's talk about for what is a fall. 
uh, a fall can be defined as an unplanned and sudden descent to the ground or the floor or a lower level resulting in, in injury. So any when a child kind of drop or anything that make a child to drop and, you know, maybe from the hand or from the bed or and to another lower surface or to the floor, and then those children now develop um, an injury, then we classify that as a fall, or you can even say uh, a fall injury. And that's why I decided to put it as fall injuries, because it's not just that the child fell. Sometimes children can fall and nothing happens, but I think we are more worried about those falls that result in significant or in any injury to the child. And so that's what we're talking about uh, today. And, you know, it is a very common thing. In fact, it's the one of the leading cause of children getting hospitalized in the United States, for example, you know, so there are lots of statistics which I don't want to bore us with because uh, different people, I, I'm not sure we have statistics for Nigeria, for example, but in the United States, it was reported in 2012 that 34,000 children between the age of 0 to 14 years were hospitalized for unintentional falls. So this is, that is a huge, a huge figure. So a lot of children uh, for, for in children is often a major, major issue and a lot of children get hospitalized for this. And we know why children are prone to fall. So when we talk about falls, of course, adults also can fall, but I guess we are more worried about our children. And there are many reasons why children are prone to uh, falls uh, because children are very, you know, Number one, they they actually the the infants below the age of one year, and even our toddlers, their sense of awareness of danger is not that great. They they sometimes they are not they are not aware of the risk to themselves, and then they want to explore. They are curious about what is going on there and what is going on there, and then. There are a lot of hazards. You know, we as adults, you know, this is a open fall. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do that. So you're able to keep yourself safe as much as possible. But sometimes children don't have the ability to assess the risk. And so they are not able to assess this is a risk and this is this can lead to fall. And so well, that is why we are there as the parents to make sure that we uh, protect our children and we keep them from these uh, falls and this injury. So it is very common. And where do this fall happen? You know, in the playground. Children are playing and you know, running. They are not very conscious of what is going around them. And then they, they that can lead to a fall. Or uh, sometimes children can sleep, you know. Actually, uh, actually, if we leave all the toys out running around, they run inside the toys, they, they sleep on the Lego or something, and then they can fall, you know. Even even let's start from newborn babies, you know. When we're giving them a bath, newborn babies are very slippery. You know, they are very slippery and they wriggle a lot. And I've seen babies wriggle out of the hands of their mothers during the process of giving them a bath because if apply soap and water, they can fall from that as well. Even in the hospital, that's why you see us always wrap the babies, newborn baby, when we're drying them up, they are wrapped in blankets so that we can have a good grip on them. You can't just hold them because they can slip out of your hands. And of course, children, actually once they start crawling, and they start uh, walking and they're not yet steady and they are so curious what is that they are sitting on their chair they want to grab the something on the table and they're not aware of the father just stretching out their hands in that process they can have a fall you know especially if nobody's also monitoring them and also sometimes when they are climbing around 18 months old they begin to climb they climb the table they climb everything and some of them also want to jump and they are not sometimes assessing how high they're climbing how high the jump is and in the process they can fall or maybe we are mopping the floor and all that children can sleep in the bedroom and all that so these are things that are common so falls in children is common and unfortunately 
most times these falls can lead to serious injuries so which is what we don't want to happen luckily some most of the falls the children just fall uh, maybe they have a graze a cord and they cry and they, that's the end but sometimes falls can also lead to serious serious injuries we're talking about fracture where that is break of the bone we're talking about dislocation of you know of one bone from the other we're talking about head injury especially brain injury you know because children from the age of zero to five as we have said over over time their brains are still immature their brain is still growing and any injury to that developing brain can lead to serious disability like cerebral palsy and lots of disabilities that can happen and so that is why we want to do everything possible to avoid these uh, falls and so a student is really under the age of five you know if you have toddlers you have preschoolers under the age of five we really really need to monitor them they are the ones that are prone to these forms they are the one because of all those factors about them which we have talked about so we we really need to be aware of all these uh falls and and the injuries that can happen to children when they fall it can be very very serious and it can be very very devastating so and the the level of injury depends on on three factors number one from what height is the child is falling from okay so if child is climbing on a low table maybe uh the sofa and then the floor the sofa is a very low sofa and very close to the floor maybe a carpeted floor of course the level of injury in that child will not be as high as a child who is jumping maybe from the dining table or from the eye uh, uh, the eye chair and all that so the lower the height the less the danger and it's important for us to take note of that because this will come in when we start talking about how we can avoid all these uh fall injuries how we can prevent them so the lower the height the less uh the danger to the children and then what surface are the children falling to so if a child fell onto a soft carpeted surface it's not the same as a child falling on the concrete floor so for example some playground or some uh uh, uh compound in if really for those ones in nigeria they are actually like concrete cemented floor you know if a child fell in that situation you can imagine that the impact is harder than a child that fell maybe in a garden that is grass and uh, you know it's soft cushioned area so it's also very important and also what does the child come in contact with or with which part of the body they come in the day hits the ground so if a child maybe in the process of falling also you know fall on something that is sharp like a furniture or things like that or glass they are going to sustain more serious injuries than if they fell on a plain surface that doesn't have anything on it all those things will come into place when we talk about prevention so the most important thing for us to know is that children actually children below the age of five they are prone to falls and these falls can lead to serious injuries okay and we should not trivialize falls in children and sometimes luckily most of our children the falls are not so bad or you know and they they get away but remember we never know when the child is going to have a fall that's going to cause very severe injury especially head injury and so it is so important for us to know about this and like i said uh, my emphasis today is on how do we prevent this falls how do we make sure that our children don't keep falling and sustain severe injury uh that can make a whole lot of difference to their lives you know so that's all let's talk about and now when i'm talking about this prevention i'm going to take them in different categories okay 
I didn't mention some other causes of falls because we don't expect that to happen. But I think I really need to talk about that because some of the falls I've talked about have nothing to do with the children. Sometimes it has to do with us, the parents. So for example, a seven weeks old falling from the hands of a mother. Sometimes it's because either we're not paying attention or the mother is tired and then we hold the baby in our hands and we're tired, we're dozing off and maybe just sleep out and fell. It has happened, I, I, it has happened several times. And that's why I tell new mothers, you really need help. You need to ask for help. You know, we have to be aware of that. And of course, sometimes, some, these days, a lot of distraction for us as mothers, we are pressing our phone, we're answering a phone call. At the same time, we're trying to solve the children at the same time. It is very easy. Also, sometimes where we put our children, some of us, you know, when you put your baby on your open bed, the, the adult bed that doesn't have guards and railings, it is very easy. Some of us, don't, we think, oh, the child is too small. It cannot roll. Even babies, they can roll. They can wiggle. And in the process, they can fall from the bed. So that's why you need to put them in their own cots that has guys and stuff like that. So these are also reasons why children can fall and this can be uh, very, very serious. So now I'm going to spend the rest of the time emphasizing how do we prevent these falls because we don't even want these falls to happen in the first place. So now I'll take them age by age category let's talk about babies let me talk about babies we're talking about zero to one year okay so let's talk about them normally we think babies should not fall because we think they are not moving yet okay but they can wiggle all right so don't be surprised that you leave your baby on one corner of the bed and you when you, you wake even newborns you meet them on another corner of the bed so they wiggle and by the time about five to six months they start to roll they start to roll over so once they are in that state then they can fall Okay, they can roll from the bed onto the floor and it happens all the time. So please, we need to avoid that. And so that is why your baby should sleep on a bed that has guards. Okay, so most of our children's courts, they have uh, these um, uh, parts of the furniture that is high so that even the child rolls there's something at the other hand they can't come out of that bed but i know some of us also use bed where uh, we don't have a proper cot for our children and so we they sleep with us uh, on our own bed and some of us our bed does not have those kind of guys so i always tell such parents if you live in that situation it's best you keep your baby closest to the wall, okay? So that wall will be like a guard on that side. That's number one. Then you can put other things to guard the baby on the other side. So it's either you yourself put your woman shield there as a guard, or you put like pillows around there. So at least there's something on both sides of the baby that the baby cannot roll over. And, and it should be the innermost part. Don't put that baby close. Some of us are just, um, we don't think about it. We, we are just like, oh, this is a baby. It's not going, nothing's going to happen. So you just put the baby right at the edge of the bed. And then you go, I want to go and pick the clothes outside. I want to go to the kitchen quickly. The baby's already sleeping. Yes, but the baby can still roll. So make sure you put the baby's closest to the inner part of the bed and make sure there's a guard and there are all the guys, and if possible, make sure that you are there as well. Also, when we want to change our babies, uh, this is another time when babies can fall as well. We want to change the diaper, we want to change the nappies, and then we're strong. Before you start changing, I'll recommend get everything you need. Don't put the baby already on the changing table or on the on the bed, and then you're running from this, you're running from that. These things can happen in split seconds. So make sure you have everything ready before you put the baby down. And remember one of the principles I said that the lower the height from which a baby is falling, the less likely the injury. What that means is sometimes it's best to change the baby on the floor. So put on the mat, your mats, a baby mats, whatever, or clothes, just do it on the floor instead of doing it on the bed. It may be easier for you to do it that way because it's very difficult for you to roll. And that's another principle I should have also mentioned. If you are not sure, if you don't have bed guards and all that, let your baby sleep on the floor. Put the baby's mat or whatever 
or bed um, mattress on the floor and let the baby lie down on the floor. A baby on the floor cannot fall because the judge is already on the floor and that will reduce the chances of the baby uh, falling. So you can do things on the floor or you make sure you do it properly. And sometimes some of the changing table have straps. You can also use straps to keep the baby so that that will the baby will not fall easily. Also, when we're carrying our baby, uh, let's avoid carrying babies in their in their chair, like rock chair and all that. It's it's not the best, okay? And um, so it's best you because baby can anything can happen. Somebody can bump into you. The baby can fly out of that chair. So sometimes it may be apart from I know sometimes when you are transferring them from. The car into the house, but we have to be very careful. But it's best you take the baby out and let the baby be on you rather than carry them in the chair because babies, active babies, can you know come out of that. We another thing we always have been preaching against is using baby walkers. Those baby walkers have been banned in some countries like Canada. And many pediatricians speak against this. I don't know why mothers love it so much. And it's one of the things. Number one, baby walkers don't make a baby walk. Okay, you can have the physiotherapist. They actually slow down your baby from walking. It's actually a contradiction that they are supposed to be workers, but they actually don't help babies to walk. They actually make walking more difficult for babies. So please, no baby walkers. I always tell mothers when they post those pictures, throw them away all right <laughs> if you're a new mom don't buy them your babies do not need them and don't put your baby in baby workers they are one of the most common cause of falls and injuries in babies less than one year old okay most of them have mobile most of them even have this uh what's it called they have their um tires or something something that make them move and because that's the idea you want baby to be moving but the truth is a baby who is at that age they don't have that awareness and safety in them to know when to move when not to move so i've seen i mean we have that i'm sure if you go to our facebook group you can find out that story of a mother who put her baby in a walker and the baby just fell right from the staircase in that walker and so severe injury. So these are not made-up stories. These are real stories. And that is why we as pediatricians, we don't want baby workers. We don't recommend them. They are they put your baby at risk of force and the babies can sustain more severe injury in them because they can't even, they, they tend to make babies fall from higher heights because it's is mobile and sometimes some people don't even know when it is happening because you put your baby in the worker you have that sense of everything is fine and then you go back to your kitchen do a lot of things and the baby is moving and the baby sometimes moves and sustains injuries in the process because at that time the child is not working and they are just moving with the worker it's the worker that is moving them and they have no control over to stop and all that so this a very dangerous piece of equipment so there's no reason why you should use your money as a mother as a father to buy something that will cause harm to your child so if you have a baby worker throw them away i'm serious throw them away they put children in danger and it can cause this catastrophic uh injuries so even when your babies are in pram or pushes make sure that you have your safety harness on okay so make sure you don't have, I saw a video on, 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 on Facebook or YouTube recently where a grandmother uh, brought the baby out, put the baby in a pram and she was trying to close the door and the pram started to move. I'm sure most of you saw that video. And it, luckily, luckily, a man who was just busy doing something, I saw that moving and, you know, he ran. And that's how that baby was saved, you know, because the grandmother in the place of running after the pram, she herself tripped and fell. And that pram was just rolling, you know, into the main road and would have, that baby would have suffered serious accident, if not for that good Samaritan that was able to run with all his might to grab hold of that. So when you're putting your baby in prams and pushers, be very aware that the safety is on, it's, it's spreads down so that it can't move until you're ready to move. So 
please, these are things we can do as far as the baby is concerned. And I also want to say, if you are tired, please don't carry your baby. If your baby is, you know, especially when they are colicky, you have sleep deprived, put the baby on the on the on, in the cot or put them on the floor. It's okay. Babies can cry. The cry does not kill babies. I know mothers think oh, every time baby cries, you have to always fix everything. No, it's okay for babies to cry. That's the only language you speak at that age. So if you're already tired and you, you are dosing up your sleep deprived, that's not the time to go carry your baby because I'm sure that's what happened with that seven weeks old baby that fell from my mother's and the mother must have been too tired and sleep off. I can't even know when baby is falling from her hand. So please do not uh, uh, carry the baby. Call for your partner. Call for help. And if there's no help, put the baby in the court. Take your break. Put baby on the floor, on the mat on the floor. Take a break. After a while, when you are better, it's better that way than for you to carry that baby and the baby dropping from your hand. Baby that's on the floor, nothing's going to happen to the baby. Baby on the cot with all the guys on, nothing's going to happen. So let's make sure we don't uh, uh, carry baby when we're too tired and not able to monitor them properly. Now let's go to the third last. Yes, these are the <laughs> they are the main uh uh group when it comes to falls, the toddlers, because now definitely there's a reason why they can fall. They say walking, they are mobile, you know, for the babies less than six months, they are not mobile. So we if they fell we, the parents, are responsible, okay? And that you're yeah, the one who will predation to blame. So that's why I've talked about babies twice. So let's draw apart. But for these ones, yes, they are the ones putting themselves at risk. They are walking, but they are not yet having danger awareness. So and they are they are not very steady, actually, in the first one year when they are still learning to walk. So they walk, you know, with that their toddler wobbling gates. They easily trip, they usually fall, and so they are more prone to fall. And so what can we do to help our children when they are working? I talk about making our homes child safe, okay? So when you have toddlers, you can't afford to have many things open in your living room. That's not the time to put your crystals and all those things on the all the things that are very fragile all over the place. No, you want to have an open endless space with nothing so so that's why people have their uh, playroom for children where there's really nothing encumbering the space or if you don't have that even if it's your sitting room please you may have to take things away the floor should be as free as open as possible you can't afford to have clutters when you have a toddler with learning to walk in your house. They are going to fall a lot. They're going to trip on things. They're going to stumble and that can be dangerous. So make sure there's always a clear area, you know, all the tripping hazards, electric calls, you know, some of us, we have all our calls to for charging our phones, for the TV, everything crisscrossing around the house. No, that is okay if you are living alone. When you have a toddler, Everything better be packed. You may even have to use um, cello tape to tape them down to the floor so they won't constitute trip as uh, for the children. All the corners of our benches, of our tables, if you come to my clinic, we have something like a pad on those surfaces because babies can, you know, they can bump on them and then they can suffer injuries. So you have to cover them. You have to make them cover with something soft and uh, smooth. No, so if you may want to, if you have your children's room upstairs and they have to come downstairs, you may have to put a baby gate so that they can't come out when you don't want them to come out. So from where they have to where other parts of the house where there can be injury, they can go get themselves tangled up in something, you want to install the baby gates so that they actually at the bottom of stairs as well so that they can't come down at the top and the bottom so they can't come down the stairs when they are not able to walk down the steps. So you have to make sure. And if you are using things like eye chairs or baby chairs, you have to make sure they are, you have all the safety harness in them so that they can easily move. You know, they can stay. If you are going to put your children in trolleys and all that when you're going shopping, make sure you have control 
over that. All right. So um, if your baby is ready, old enough to climb, they can climb out of their of that their cuts. I'm sure some of you have seen those videos on Instagram. We all laugh at them and see that's cute when those babies try to uh, do what I call a jailbreak, where they climb out of their cuts and all that. You know, it's funny, but it's a, also a dangerous thing for them because then they can easily fall. Okay, in that process, they can fall. So please make sure you don't give them like uh, toys or uh, pillows, things inside the cords that will make it easier for them to use as leverage for climbing out because in the process of climbing out, they can sustain uh, injuries. And I think the most important thing is that we, when we have toddlers, we need to monitor them because they are so fast and they move so fast sometimes, especially when they're about two, when they decide to run as well. So you need to monitor them. You can't afford to leave these children alone, to be playing alone and know we are not fair. So it's either they are with us, you know, or we are monitoring what they are doing. So we really, really need to make sure uh, to monitor our children. And if you have children and the whole place is quiet, you better go check what they are doing. Make sure we monitor our toddlers. Okay, now uh, for the younger, for the other children under five, remember that even though the children can climb, even though they can jump and all that, but they don't have as much uh, risk assessment like you as a parent and they don't have as much danger awareness so they always want to try things and they are not thinking I can hurt myself in the process so we need to monitor them closely uh, we should avoid bunk beds in children who are under nine years old and also we don't and you don't want them to be playing on the bunk Top, especially for the under five one. And you know, even though you say, oh, their older siblings are there, their older siblings are still children and they don't hold that responsibility. That responsibility is as, as parents to make sure that our children are well supervised at all times. Let's make sure our windows, once they can reach the windows, you lock the windows. Okay, you have to lock it or put some safety measures around it. Let's take away all the shops. Okay, there's a time I saw a, tweet, a picture on uh, Facebook. I see a lot of pictures sometimes, and people think it's nice. I see a mother who is in the kitchen with three children. Uh, one is doing homework. She's holding one in her hands. She's staring something in, her, in the pot. And people were like, oh, wow, multitasking mother. Oh, that's good. That's great. Oh, like, I was screaming. This is a danger. <laughs> it's an asado situation. Please don't take your children to the kitchen. You know, there is no multitasking when it comes to children and safety, okay? If you want to cook, you cook without the children in the kitchen. It's either you sort out the children in the living room, make sure they are okay or they are sleeping and they are, or have somebody else who is looking outside and then you go to your kitchen. Please, under five should not be going into the kitchen at all. At all. They should not. You know, don't let them come to give you anything in the kitchen. Don't let them come and take anything in the kitchen. It's risk. The risk is too much, you know. And so, though that's not even about fault, but that is about general risk. Because the kitchen is one of the most hazardous parts of the house. The fire, the sharps, the knives, so many risks. Please don't let children come at all into the... And children sometimes don't walk. They just run. You know, they tell them, they just run. <laughs> so in the process, they can trip, they can fall. So you don't even want them to come around areas where they can have this kind of injury. So please and please don't allow them in the kitchen. Another very dangerous area in the house is the bedroom. It's very slippery. Or even other part of the house, especially when you have just finished mopping and all that. If you're having like uh, tiles and uh, wooden surfaces, when during your mopping, they are very wet surfaces, wet floors, very risky for everybody, including adults. 
including her dogs. So actually the kitchen is also one area that we tend to mop a lot because there's always spills and stuff. So again, why we don't want the children in the kitchen? Because then they sleep and then there's something hot on the stove. It's, it's, it's one of the most hazardous places. So please encourage children not to come into that area. And um, if there's a spill, you wipe it yourself and do it immediately. Don't tell the children to go and do it. They won't do it properly. Do it well, okay? And when your children are eating, it's possible they sit on the dining or the high chair for the toddlers and then, you know, there's little or no movement. So that's the risk of spills and all that uh, is less. Also in the bedroom, let's not allow children to go into the bedrooms alone. And so just go and do whatever you want to do. Go and have your bath, go and have your shower. It's a dangerous. That's another very dangerous area of the house. We need to be very mindful of areas of the house that are dangerous. And we need to be mindful of our children when they're in those areas. So it's very important. The bedroom is another dangerous area, like just like the kitchen. Children can drown in the bathtub. Children are drowned in a bucket of water. So they don't need to, you don't need to have a swimming pool for that to happen. Children can trip in the bedroom and fell into water and that's it. And it, it doesn't take up to five minutes for it that thing for that process will be completed so that is why children should never go into those areas unsupervised and if possible if you can have all these anti-sleep mats on the floor of your bedroom and all that that will also be very helpful as well so also, if you are the type that you have glass area in your house, children sometimes they fall, they you know they play rough, especially for boys sometimes, and they can crash into those things. So, um, if possible, if you want to avoid having glass doors or things like that or mirrors, it's possible. Fine. If you have young children, your focus in your house. It's not fancy. It is safety. So I know it's not. It's, that's why some people just have a separate area for the children to do their own thing. But you want to make sure that you 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 either you make it labels or put something around it that make the children to know. You know, and if possible, use what we call a shatter resistant film and all that. So you can even put furniture around the glass area so that children cannot run into them you know you know or fall into them so that can be a another safety measure okay another thing back on is again very hazardous areas in the house. Please, children should not be playing in the balconies alone without an adult. You know, sometimes you have to lock it. So the door that open into the you know balconies. For those of us that will live in upstairs, uh, you have to lock it. If you have children, you have to lock it because sometimes they've gone there and you don't even know they're there. So you have to lock it up as much as possible. And don't make it a play area at all. Don't go and put all the play stuff there. You know, it's better the children play in their own room or in the living room where you have cleared out all this stuff rather than for them to play on the balcony and all that you know, make sure that you, the furniture if you put furniture there don't put the furniture near the railings let it be closer to the house path as well so it's better to not even just allow them to do that as well so these are things we can do and also when it comes to there are other uh, prevention as well when it comes to play ground all right so play areas we need to make sure that when you are when the children are in the playgrounds uh check first that the equipment are safe so some of the equipment in some of these play areas it could have been um, damaged and nobody knows and your children may just go in and start to use it and then they can fall so you may fall for a parent check uh make sure you're also there don't just like go and play and then you are somewhere for a way reading a book or something children can see sustain injury children must always be supervised at all time and make sure it's age appropriate playground for them uh that of the younger children should be different from that of the older children and most places you know most playgrounds where people are thinking they always make sure that the surfaces the floor of such places are soft you see either they make it um, 
uh, wood chips, um, or, uh, sand, or rubber, you know, or something grass, like something uh, like other synthetic grasses and all that. Something soft, not concrete, not glass, not those ones that can really cause injuries for the children. So these are things that we should uh, uh, do. So uh, I've already talked about no baby workers, please, no baby workers at all. And so avoid them completely. All right. So we've been talking about fostering children. And I've talked about how we can avoid this fostering children. It's so important. Please always be aware, children below the age of five, brain, brain, brain is developing and you don't want any injuries to those to that brain. And that is why you have to make sure we don't allow our children to suffer force because that's one of the commonest reasons where they develop this head injury, brain injury, okay? So force are common causes of injuries in children. They can result in fractures. They can result in cuts. They can result in head injuries, dislocation of... So many things can happen with falls and the severity of that fall depends on the height from which the child is falling from and what surface the child is landing on and what other things the child eats themselves on in the process of that fall. So all the safety measures and i think we have some of these measures we're supposed to put more posters on our facebook group on all the platforms please let's remember them let's remember all these safety measures system we have to be consciously consciously uh looking around and say is it safe is it safe you know so those are the things we can do if you want more information there are lots of websites there are a lot of organizations that are into child safety and prevention and you they have lots of features of um or flyers and information about all these uh, topics I've talked about. And I, I think I'll work on my our Facebook uh, graphics team to make sure that they also produce some of these things and put it on our platform so that we can um, serve as reminders for us as parents. So let's make sure we prevent falls in our children. And if a fall has happened, what do we do? So if it's a minor fall, um, you know, maybe a cold, a scrape, we've had a topic or a talk on first aid care. So you may want to revisit that so you can just, you know, clean the wound, apply dressing, and that will be a whole. But if it's a serious fall and the child is bleeding severely and all that, please, you have to take them to the hospital. You have to take them to the hospital. And so I get a lot of questions. Oh, my child has fallen. He cried and he slept off. And uh, I don't know whether the child is okay or not. So if you're not sure whether the child is okay or not, go to the hospital. So that's the job of our, our professionals to check the child, you know. And for head injury, what are the signs you should watch out for? If a child has fallen and eats their head, especially if they have a bump, uh, usually you can just apply high spark on the bump and that may be whole. But watch out for things like this, okay? Uh, if the child is bleeding from the nose, from the mouth, you know, or from the ears, you have to take them to the hospital. That's a serious fall. If the child become unconscious after falling, you know, the child become unconscious, you know, they are not arousable, you can't wake them up, please, you, they have to go to the hospital. If the child is drowsy, or there's any what we call change in the level of consciousness, you have to take them to the hospital. That's a sign of head injury. Or the child said to vomit. They're vomiting two times, three times. That's a serious sign of head injury. You have to take them to the hospital as well. Or sometimes it could be the child 
um, has what look like clear colorless water coming out from the nose or the of the hairs. There's one mother that asked that question. They said the child was like, having cancer. I was so worried that this child had a fall. The child may have, well, it's, if the child doesn't have cancer before, and now I suddenly have this white colorless fluid flowing from the nose or the ears, that child may have suffered a fracture of the skull. That colorless fluid may be what we call the cerebrospinal fluid, which is uh, the water that surrounds the brain and the spinal cord. That is serious. So that child needs to go to the hospital. So don't say it's cancer. The child may be having a serious edge injury or the child is sleeping too much. They are not waking up. You know, you have to take them to the hospital. So those are signs of serious edge injury where it has led to some injury in the brain. Some of them will recover. Some of them may have bled in the brain. Sometimes we have to the neurosurgeons have to take out the blood. So it's very important the earlier you get to the hospital, the better. Some of them, you see that the part of this, uh, the head, the, the skull is going down. It's actually what we call a depressed fracture. For fracture in children may not always be bone breaking into through. It may be depression of the skull and they also have to go to the hospital because sometimes we have to elevate uh, that depressed fracture as well. So if you notice all these things, go to the if you are not sure, if you think the fall is serious, you are not sure what to do, you don't lose anything going to the hospital. Because I think I saw a question of a mom who said, oh, the child had a fell, and then the way the leg is now walking is looking different and all that. Like, that is no brain now. That child has to go to the hospital. Maybe the child has suffered a fracture, you know, and uh, that's as caused the um, abnormal sh uh, shape in the legs, and that is what the mother is saying. So, but more than anything else, more than we treating all the head injury, the fracture, the dislocation, the cause and the scrapes and all that, more than anything else, what we should be aiming for as parents is to make sure, is to make sure that this falls do not even happen at all. They should not be happening and they should not be happening all the time. I know it's practically impossible 100% to say the children will not fall at all. Yes, but we can do our best to limit it as much as possible. And of course, to make sure that even if it happens, it's not going to be those major falls. So please take a look around your house today. If you have toddlers, if you have babies less than five, Please take a look around and make sure that your home is child safe. Make sure everything we've discussed about all the things that we need to do to prevent these falls, you have done them. Please pray with your baby workers if you still have them in your house. Or give it, don't give it to another mother. Just throw it away or return it to the shops. So do everything that you need to do so that our children will not have falls and they will not have head injury. If you have more tips, check it out on our Facebook group and page. We're going to put them there as well. And if you have any questions about falls or any other topic uh, as relates to the health of our children, remember you can always, always post your question on Ask the Pediatricians Foundation uh, Facebook group from Mondays to Friday, Saturdays, uh, 24 hours every day, and we will do our best to answer those questions. So till I come here again, and of course you can also get opportunity to ask me your questions live on Mondays. So on Mondays I do something similar but it's on 6 p.m on mondays for uh 6 p.m west african time on we do atp live where you can ask those questions for thursdays for teaching but remember you can post your question on our facebook group and i'll try and answer that so till i come here again way again uh next week with another broadcast where we'll talk about something that's important about the health of our children and um, uh this is to wish you a wonderful day and to remember to always always keep our children safe and keep them from falling have a wonderful day and it is bye 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 from me bye are you a mother father or you are involved in caring for children if yes then listen to ask the pediatricians every thursday by 10 a.m 
For insightful discussion on popular child health topics such as dangerous child health practices, immunization, infant feeding, developmental milestones and so much more. You also get to ask questions on these topics and listen to answers to real-life child health issues by a pediatrician. Ask the Pediatrician's Foundation is devoted to health education and information of parents and caregivers of children in the community to support you in raising healthy children. Don't miss Ask the Pediatricians with Dr. Bimi because it's informative, educative and interactive. Ask the Pediatrician's Hour. The program for caring parents.